Welcome to episode 316 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Tuesday, 13th of December, 2022. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. I was in Milan the other week and popped into the brand new Eroica Cafe in the city centre. The mayor and his entourage were there also. And after they left, I asked cafe manager Andrea Benesso whether Mayor Sala really aims to reduce the dominance of cars in this most motor-fixated of cities. I'm Carlton Reed, and I enjoyed cycling along Milan's new cycleways, including the one that got me to the Eroica Café. This cycling-themed cafe, owned by the 25-year-old This Year Eroica Ride, has taken over a former car accessories shop, so maybe that's a sign of things to come. Here's my chat with Andrea. So here we are, sorry for the... That's okay, you have important guests. (laughs) So, good to meet you. Thank you for... Thanks to you for being here. Okay, so this is this is really new, like a week, ten yeah, days. Yeah, actually, it's the first day because uh, we opened uh, 15 days ago, but then COVID, uh, th- there was a COVID, COVID problem with uh, ah. the staff. Okay. So t- today is the second day. Yesterday was the first one. So you are quite busy for being very very new. Yeah, yeah, it is very good. Yesterday it was also the first event with a bike traveler, and we had uh, 300 people here. It was a super cool evening, uh, very nice, Who's very the fun. Who's traveler? It's uh, Lorenzo Barone. He traveled from uh, South Africa to Siberia uh, this year. And then uh, three years ago, he pedaled uh, in Siberia during the winter. He's a super tough and super nice guy, but he's very young. He's 26 years old, but he has uh, already a lot of stories to tell. And, and, and also, it's an inspiration. Sounds like my son. So my son is 25 and he is in Morocco right now. Really? Battling? Great. Yeah. Great. So this is the fourth, third cafe? Uh, actually, it's the second one because the first one is in uh, Padova. Mm-hmm. There is another one, but very small in, uh, in Tuscany. Even dopo ti presento carton per un Perfect. Um, there is a second one is in Tuscany, but it's very small. It's more like it's more like a shop than a cafe. And then there is another one in Barcelona, which actually is the first one, but it's not uh, um, the the ownership is not from by, by Eroica. It's a, something is a little bit different. Uh, I can say that this is the second one. So is it a so is it? It's a, a name, a brand name, or owned by one company? Yeah, one company. One company. One so company, open... yeah, and it's uh, uh, half, half, half of this company is Eroica, and the other half is uh, uh, um, 
an entrepreneur of the food and beverage and entertainment. And who's that? Who's the who's the partner? Is Totaro. Uh, the name of the family is Totaro. Okay. And with the event, so you kind of make money on the event only at certain times. This makes money throughout the year. Is that the reason? The cafes or what there is a cultural reason first of all it's a very nice story to tell because uh, you know the founder of Eroica is Giancarlo Brocci yeah is uh, a journalist yeah it's an extraordinary man with a lot of stories uh, it's a very interesting person and um, he always uh, is, he has a nice story about that because he says that uh, when he was uh, a really a little kid I mean three years ago four uh, three years old uh, four years ago old, old he was already able to read. And in the Tuscany of uh, 60 years ago, uh, most of the people was uh, unable to read. And so uh, the old man they, uh, took him on the cafe, of the, you know, the old cafe, Italian cafe, uh, to read the Gazzetta dello Sport about cycling. Because, you know, 60 years ago, cycling in Italy was, was everything. More than football, more than politics, more than everything. And so Giancarlo Brocci uh, grew reading Gazzetta dello Sport to the farmers and very um, humble people, unable to read, reading about Coppi and Bartali and Tour de France and everything else. So, great. <laughs> so when Giancarlo grew up and became a man, he invented Eroica and the roots of Eroica was in a cafe because his first experience about cycling was reading newspapers about Coppi and Bartali in a cafe in, Tos okay. in Tuscany. So, so the idea of uh, taking back Eroica on a cafe was there since the beginning. Ah, okay. And so the, the idea uh, behind uh, Eroica Cafe is uh, to take this spirit, uh, these um, emotions, you know, it's very traditional of uh, the values of uh, historical cycling. Ciao, grazie, ciao the values of historical cyclists uh, back here. And in Milan is uh, very interesting because you know Milan is like London, you know, everything is very fast um, about business. Uh, mm -hmm. But the idea is to take here also the idea to take time for your passions, uh, for values, to meet people, to enjoy food, uh, to enjoy a coffee, a uh, uh, wine. It's, it's not only about cycling, it's, all, it's especially about buon vivere, you know, it's uh, well living. Yes, so that moves on my next question, I guess. It, you are not just attracting cyclists here, these are people who are probably not cyclists. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly. A, it's a, a way of, kind of branding it and that, it's, a, it's an aesthetic that... Do I make an aesthetic? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so as an aesthetic to attract a general population. Exactly, you said, you, you, you said that perfectly. I mean that cycling is uh, the, a starting point to speak about uh, everything about life. Uh, you know, the, the claim of Eroica is... Uh, um, come with me, because I, I don't remember exactly in English. It's, uh, I saw the, it on the, on the wall, yeah. Yeah, exactly, you know. So now moving to the cafe. 
is the beauty. <laughs> exactly, and the thrill of the conquest. Okay. And this is about cycling, but this is about life, you know? It's not only cycling. So what we like to do is to take people here and to enjoy this value, even if you're not a cyclist. Mm -hmm. But a cycling is a starting point because it's fascinating. But in Italy, do you think the general population, and I'm talking from like a UK perspective, yeah. where a cycling cafe would not be terribly exciting to a general population, do you think in Italy, because maybe cycling and the sport of cycling is more recognized, this is more mainstream than it would be in, I know it's difficult because it's well, a UK question, but it's more mainstream in Italy than perhaps it would be in another country. I have to say that in Italy we have a stronger you have a strong roots on cycling uh, on a cultural point of view because of, uh, you know, Giro d'Italia is something that uh, when I was a kid, a little, a little kid, I saw that uh, every day on, on TV because for my father it was a tradition, you Are know. You a cyclist? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and for every man of my age and all, even older or younger, to see uh, Giro d'Italia mm -hmm. is a tradition that you, you, you can't avoid. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, uh, it's true that in Italy cycling is uh, for everyone, if you're, even if you're not a cyclist, you know what, what we are talking about. But I think that uh, now, everywhere in the world, also in England, in England mm -hmm. I, I was there uh, a month ago, I think that uh, more and more cycling is um, is becoming global because it's uh, it's not more about racing. It's about uh, enjoying life, uh, enjoying moments, uh, um, being good, enjoying good moments with friends or even alone. But you know, when you're alone and you feel good on a bike, you are living good. So it's Dolce Vita. Yeah, it's Dolce Vita. Yeah. So, what was this building before? Yeah, it's very fun. About <laughs> on the, on the, there's an auto, there's like a... Yeah, car. exactly. It was a, a traditional shop of um, uh, motor and bike pieces. Uh, motorbike or...? Motorbike. Okay. Motorbike. Uh, pieces is a uh, ricambi in Italian, I don't know in English exactly, you know, when you... small parts. Okay, uh, accessory. Yeah, accessory, okay, okay. exactly. Okay. So it's very funny because we, we, uh, they decided to, to take the, the, uh, the, the brand outside to, to leave it here because it's fun to, to read from uh, cars to bike. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a nice and fun evolution. Yes, yes, absolutely. Sword to plowshares kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and also the detail that you can see inside, this one, and this one is uh, all, it's uh, the old elements of the, uh, of the, the traditional shop. Okay. And then you have bikes hanging on the wall. Some, some are new bikes. There's a, the, the, the canyon there. Yeah, yeah, sure. That, that's obviously a, a new gravel bike. Yeah, because Eroica is not only uh, uh, classical bikes, but it's also gravel bikes. It's also modern cycling, but it's uh, with a... Uh, traditional style. I mean that uh, even if you bike, uh, if you buy a carbon gravel bike from Canyon or from Colnago, that's okay. But we ask you to pedal it with a uh, heroica style. I mean, uh, enjoy your moment, enjoy your life, uh, and after the ride, uh, have a beer with your friends, meet people. 
Yeah. And Eureka, it's, it's more than 25 years old now. It's been going yeah. surprising amount of time. Yeah, it's 20, this is the 25th year of, the, of Eureka. It's a very good um, uh, celebration. It's, uh, it was uh, this year, uh, there were uh, 9,500 people taking part to Eureka in Gaiole. And we are talking about one, one of the greatest uh, non-pro cycling events in the world, with people coming from everywhere in the world. Uh, more than half of the people was from abroad. And that means that uh, uh, you are, um, that you, you had the possibility to meet there, people from Japan that took one week to come there to find an historical bike. Uh, uh, to pedal and it's um, you know it's very strong. Throughout the Brianki, you can you can there's a, there's a, on the website you can ride the route even when it's not the event. Sure. So you can the event uh, the route is mapped. And, uh, yeah, because this is the this is very important because uh, Eroica is not only an event. It's a community. It's a movement, if I can say that. So it's important to say to everyone that uh, uh, Eroica wants. Uh, First of all, to promote uh, um, an area which is Tuscany and a style, and you can do that every time in during the year, not only during the event. Gaiole mm -hmm. in mm Chianti, -hmm. which is the the main stage, if yeah. I can say that, of the Eroica, is a very small community and town, but now it's an international um, small town about cycling. Everyone in the world knows. Uh, everyone in the world knows Gaioli in Chianti, thanks to Eroica. And, and this is, a, in effect, a gravel bike. So the Stade Bianchi, a gravel road. Yeah. So this was this was many, many years before gravel cycling yeah, sure. became gravel cycling. So you're way ahead of the, the, the trend there. But you're also, you're in other countries. So on the placemat here, you're talking about you know, other countries you have, you have expanded to. Yeah, so sure. South Africa, is that... that, that yeah, place? a lot of countries. I don't know, remember exactly the number. I think uh, more than 15 countries in the world. California, Japan, mm -hmm. South Africa. Uh, in the UK. A, UK, in, in the sure. Uh, Eroica Britannia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that is, um, uh, you know, a symbol in, in some way of uh, how these uh, values are uh, international are not uh, Italian are for everyone every cyclist can uh, enjoy this kind of a uh, uh, way to pedal and to enjoy moments and where have you come from so we know where the, the buildings come from but where where have you come from I, I mean me uh, yeah, you. Ciao, ciao, ciao. I'm from Padova and uh, uh, work-wise, what were you doing before this? Before, uh, before here? Hey, I, I work for uh, with Eroica. Okay. I, I work uh, so with the organization already? No, Eroica, I, I, the first, uh, the founders of Eroica are from Tuscany. Giancarlo Brocci is the first one, is the real uh, founder. There are now many people that work for uh, for Eroica. Eroica family is uh, it's a big family now. How many people are working? Mm, mm, I don't know exactly the, name, the number, but uh, in only in Italy I can say more than 10. Mm -hmm. And if you consider also Eroica Cafe, I can mm -hmm. say more than 30 people. Mm. 
Mm. So it's a good, it's um, a big family, and uh, what I can say about that is that uh, you can feel that every people that work in a Roika family is uh, very passionate about uh, the Roika war. Even if you're uh, some people inside the Roika family is not a cyclist, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And then the, the 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 model is so your first day's launch last night was an event. So this is what you plan to do? You have in Eroica Café, you, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you can imagine Eroica Café as uh, uh, something with two souls. Uh, one is a um, uh, café and restaurant where you, uh, you can uh, come here and enjoy the food or wine or café. And the other one is a cultural space. Cultural space where you can uh, enjoy events uh, or bike rides uh, or... Um, many moments uh, uh, that we build for every uh, kind of cyclist. Road cyclist, gravel cyclist, bike travelers, uh, urban cyclist. We have to, we, we, want, we want to be the house of every kind of cyclist. Every kind of people that use bikes during his day and during his life. And are there plans for, say, Rome, other, other cities? Yeah, we plan to, to expand everywhere in Europe and also United States. Heroica uh, Cafe is oh. a big, really big project. Wow, yeah. that is a wow. Um, and then you mentioned the urban cyclists. So tell me about cycling in Milan and maybe how it's, you tell me if it's changed. How is cycling here in, in, in the city? Is it improving for mm. urban cyclists? Yeah, uh, it's improving a lot. It's not so... I got here on a bike. I, I, I didn't touch any roads. I was on a bike lane all the way here. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it changed a lot during the last five years. Uh, also thanks to the last uh, major that was here some minutes ago. Uh, the cycling community is... Um, really important now in, Mil in Milan. Uh, more and more people uh, uh, are using bike, bikes to, to move in the city. So we have um, a, a big community made by different people. I mean, you can find uh, urban commuters and then uh, uh, people that use cargo bikes to deliveries and then uh, the classical road cyclists uh, and then gravel bikers, every kind of cyclist. The community is getting bigger. And um, I think that uh, after COVID, uh, bike uh, is uh, now a concrete option to move in the city. It's something that I saw also in London, for example. Uh, I noticed that uh, more and more people are um, so that uh, and uh, realize that bike is um, often the best solution to move in the city. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I am 20 minutes away by, by walking. So I was looking on my app, should I cycle here? Should I walk? You know, get my bike, can I lock my bike? Exact, all, all these things I'm thinking about. But then there's the, well, I can see it will take about five minutes if I cycle. So that's just, for me, a no-brainer. I've, I've got many things to do today, so I will cycle to, to get here. And then I was wonderfully surprised by how many nice bike lanes there were anyway. Sure. So, so I got here. But 
at the breeze. But it is cold right now. <laughs> so anybody who thinks that, you know, I'm in Milan and I'm, I'm selling myself, I'm not. It's as cold here as in, in the UK. Yet there are still lots and lots of people cycling. Yeah. And they're wrapped up, incredibly warm, and, you know, woolens, and just as you would be in, in, in Northern Europe, you know, way Northern Europe. Um, so that's been surprising that people are cycling clearly year-round. It's not a summer thing to yeah, cycle. You, yeah. you cycle all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, an evolution uh, uh, that I saw during the last uh, three or four years. Here in Italy, we realize that uh, biking is possible also during the winter. <laughs> in my opinion, I can say that it's better in the winter if you have the good clothing than in the summer when, you know, when it's very hot, yeah. it's hot, you, you, cannot, you, you can't escape, you can't escape. So what can the municipality do to Im improve things for cyclists? Because what, what, there's some bike lanes, so I'm guessing they're not everywhere. So there are some major ones on the route, major routes, they, they have put bike lanes in, but what else could the municipality do? It's a very complicated matter because you know, it's about safety, it's about uh, culture, it's about offering people uh, intermodality, if I can say that, so the possibility to take the bike on the um, underground, yeah. on the train, on the buses. So uh, I think that you can, um, you have to work on the um, bike lanes, build uh, spaces where you can cycling safe, but you have to work also on the cultural side. Uh, saying by saying to people that uh, bike uh, is um, useful, is some is uh, faster, is cheaper. That is uh, is uh, almost uh, always uh, the better solution, and it's not simple to do that because if if you speak with a cyclist, you know you seem immediately he, he can understand that. But if you if you think if you speak with a with a man of uh, 50 years old. Uh, uh, who always used a car? It's not easy to to convince him to to switch to to a bike. The younger people, you think, are the ones. Yeah, with the younger people, it's easier, in my opinion, because they uh, they are growing up uh, uh, with um, a cultural uh, um, they are they are aware about uh, you know the climate. Um, issues uh, and they are not so for, for them it's not important to have a car as a status symbol um, I, in my opinion young people uh, under already understood that we have to convince uh, adults about switching their about changing their lifestyle at this point i'd like to go across my colleague david for a short ad break Hello everyone, this is David from the Fredcast and of course the Spokesman, and I'm here once again to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn build bikes that make it easier for you to replace car trips with bike trips. Part of that is being committed to designing useful bikes that are also fun to ride. But an even greater priority for Turn is to make sure that your ride is safe and worry-free. And that's why Turn works with industry-leading third-party testing labs like EFBE and builds its bikes around Bosch e-bike systems, which are UL-certified for both electric and fire safety. So before you even zip off on your turn, fully loaded and perhaps with a loved one behind, 
you can be sure that the bike has been tested to handle the extra stresses on the frame and the rigors of the road. For more information, visit www.turnbicycles.com to learn more. And now, back to the spokesman. Thanks, David. And we are back in the Eroica Cafe in Milan with Andrea Bonesso. And if there were no cars here, in, in, in such a dream world, it w- would it be very easy to cycle everywhere in Milan anyway? Is it a, is it a good city for getting around on, on a bike? Yeah, it's perfect. Is it flat? Is it, you know, is it... You know, it's perfect. It's completely flat. It's small. It's really small because it, if you compare Milan to, to London, for example, I don't know exactly, but I think that it's uh, very, very small. Uh, in half an hour, you can cross Milan. Uh, yeah, everything is very close. Uh, in, and also, a nice thing to say that if, is that if you go outside Milan, in 20 minutes, you are in the countryside. So, why not? So you will have road groups leaving from the shop? Yeah, we going out that you plan to do not rides from here? Not, not yet, but we are working to do that uh, every week. Uh, there, are, there are also other bike cafes in Milan that are already doing that because it's nice, you know, to, 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 to enjoy cycling with your friends uh, and to go on the countryside. Also, even in the mountains, going to the mountains from here is not too far. It's, uh, something more than an hour by bike. Mm. And, and where exactly are we? So, <laughs> that's a strange question to ask this, this far in, but where are we in Milan? Where are uh, we? we are close to the train, main train station, so it's a very uh, one of the most important points of the cities. And uh, we are five minutes uh, by bike from the Duomo, ten minutes, you know? That's where I'm going afterwards. I'm gonna yeah, go exactly. I'm gonna go Everything is very close. Yeah, and this is also uh, an area of the city that is becoming more and more uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting to be here. It's a good point for a for a bike cafe. And then I mentioned there that if you remove the cars, now other cities are doing that. In in, in Paris is doing this and removing parking places, removing cars. Is Milan? Does Milan have that meant to the municipality? Do, do they not only want to encourage cycling and encourage walking, but also have in their mind that we must actually reduce the number of cars? Do, do you see that as a, as a concept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that with the mayor of the city just yeah, half an hour ago. And it's, uh, this is the point, uh, because you have to... Uh, push people to use the bike, but you have also to up the, st- the carrot and the stick. Yeah, the stick exactly. Okay. The carrot and the stick okay. is perfect. <laughs> Both. You have so to. When you talk to the mayor, that is something that you can talk to the mayor about, and and the mayor will say yes, this is what we want to do. Yeah, sure. The the mayor told told us that he wants to reduce the number of cars in Milan. And if, if you want to if you want to do that, if you have this goal, you have to do many things. But when in other cities, other mayors even breathe such a concept, they may not get voted in this in the next time. So this is very political. Yeah, it's do very. You see, he doesn't envisage any. He it, thinks this is a vote winner. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. But you, you, I, I think that uh, a good politician has to be brave now, right now. Not only about cycling, but also about uh, the environment, uh, uh, about uh, the quality of life. Uh, you have to be brave and to change things, even if maybe a lot of, a lot of people won't be happy about that. And many people wouldn't be happy about that, but maybe the older people? I don't know. We're, I, we're old here, you know. We're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not I, disparaging I, old people because we're, we're old. Uh, I, I hope, uh, you know, uh, for me, I, I have two kids, and I hope that for them, that uh, we as generation uh, of adults will be able to change something. We, we can't leave to our children uh, this world like that. More coffee shops, less cars. <laughs> More bicycle-themed yeah. coffee shops, less cars. Yeah. Thanks to Andrea Bonesso there, and thanks to you for listening to episode 316 of the Spokesman Podcast. Details about Eroica and the Eroica Cafes can be found on the show notes at the-spokesman.com. The next episode will also be Milan-shaped. But meanwhile... Get out there and ride.